How's it going everybody? Miguel here with CFS Recovery. In this video, we have very exciting, exciting story we want to bring to you. We have Annette here and, uh, you know, she has been dealing with CFS and hypersensitive nervous system issues for about 14 months. She actually came down with long COVID last year. And, you know, since then she was on this journey of trying to recover. And now she's really, really, really starting to thrive. You know, and we're going to get more into this. It's really exciting to have you here, Annette. Um, yeah, you want to just quickly introduce yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so my name is Annette. I'm uh, based in Austria, Upper Austria, and I'm 26 years old. Awesome. So thank you for being here, and we're going to share some inspiring stuff with everybody today. Now, tell us how you first got sick. So you came down with covid what was life like leading up to that? Were you pretty stressed or was there other stuff going on or how did you fall into all of this? So my life before COVID was kind of all right, I have to say. But of course, when I look back, I realized that I've gone through some stressful situations, some really stressful situations because I worked abroad in Switzerland and I just got back to my hometown and I started a new job again and there were a lot of changes again and a lot of work again because I used to work in hospital and yeah, my life was like almost like working full time and I started dancing as well and working out. So it was uh, like pretty, pretty dense uh, times, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess there was a lot of stuff going on, um, a lot yeah. of things happening in your life at that time. Yeah. And you have to say also, you know, working in hospital in terms uh, of COVID and in COVID times is not the easiest job. So, yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So you're working in the hospital, I guess that's probably where you got it from. So what was it like when it first hit you? Did it did it hit you really hard and you got a bit better and then it hit you again? Or what did that look like? No, it actually hit me at the first day pretty hard. I remember when I that I called my mom at the first day, I got tested positive and I was asking her, um, to bring some sleep medications because I had the worst uh, night ever. Um, a lot of tinnitus, a lot of sleep issues, um, and it was just horrible. And I just asked her, please give me something. I need to sleep. I, I cannot stand this because, of course, I had also severe symptoms. Also, like, my throat was really sore. And, yeah, it was pretty intense. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. And then from there, did you kind of just get worse after that? Like your body just wouldn't recover? Yes. So I, I just realized since the day one, something is not right with my brain. I keep on forgetting things. I mean, I was just in my flat uh, in these days, in the first few days, but it seems like something is wrong with my brain I could not make decisions I could not really move around I just forget to eat and to drink and this did not happen before and and then we called emergency because I just got insane I could not um, remember things and my mother got really worried because of that but yeah got it so it was a lot of brain fog you were experiencing yes in the beginning Hmm. Lots of brain mm -hmm. fog. Okay. And what other things, cause I know when we first talked, 
um, you know, not too long ago, you were having that tinnitus, the headaches, the pain, um, some pain in your hands, like lots of insomnia, and you were really wired, um, but tired. Were those your main symptoms? Yes, the wiredness was the main symptom. Yeah, I just lay down and I couldn't relax. And the severe brain fog, I could not go um, shopping or I also could not, because there were uh, situations like where I found like my recipes from my doctor into my fridge or some stuff like this and, um, or- Oh, just without I, realizing it, you accidentally put it there? Yeah, I just did not realize it. Though. When I went to the shower, I did not uh, realize if I already shampooed myself or not. I. I had oh. to write it down, you know, everything, every wow. step. Yeah, that that's pretty scary, right? You really do feel like you're going crazy. And um, yeah, you, I, you I think, think it was I mean, a lack of sleep or, or it, kind of everything. I thought it's not only because of the lack of sleep. I thought I will get dementia now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, it's funny you mentioned that because I also thought that. I thought I had dementia and Parkinson's and I was only 22 years old at the time, mm -hmm. but I was shaking and I couldn't even think straight. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you were trying to fix all of it, what kind of stuff did you try? And what were the doctors saying? You know, even when you went to emergency room, what, what did they say? <laughs> yeah, um, I tried some things. Um, most of them did not work. Uh, of course, I, I tried like medication, supplements, of course, and uh, other treatments like hemolase, global diagnostics, um, but nothing of them really works. So the doctor said that I should go on rehab because they have no, you know, they have no other treatment than rehab, but uh, rehab got me much worse. They got, rehab mm. got me actually bedridden and it got much worse. You crashed. This rehab center you went to, was this a long COVID clinic? The first rehab center was not actually a long COVID clinic. It was, they said that it's a little bit easier for me because I was so bad. They say a long COVID clinic is not that perfect for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it. And did, were they treating it as CFS or like, what were they treating it at as the clinic? At the no, clinic? no, they were actually trained for physical exercise and I, it should have been there for three weeks, but I went into the emergency room after one week because out of these physical exercises I had to do, the first they forced me to do, um, of course, I, I got worse and worse and worse and I cramped and um, two times there and then I went to the hospital, cramped there again, and they sent mm. me home after wow. this. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah. That's, and that must be frustrating too, right? Because they made you worse and they should have made you better. Yes, it was, it was complete. I was completely devastated at, at this point, but it was also not the worst point of my life because I still had hope because before that I got already better. I could already cycle I could already walk I could already go outside four hours per day with no symptoms after this rehab I crashed so much and I got bedridden but I told myself I know what to do 
I can get better again because, you know, I treated myself before good. Mm -hmm. So that reminded me of I knew what I need to do to get better at this time. So it was devastating, but I still knew where the path is going, you know. Mm -hmm. You always had that hope and belief in yourself because you had yeah. done it once already, right? That's awesome. And yeah, you know, just to give people an idea of where you were at, um, you know, so you were bedridden at one point, like you really could not function. Yeah, there was a point in my life where I, I, I laid on the floor and I could not get up anymore. And yeah, it was about like... Uh, Three months. It took me three months to to walk again outside because I live in the fourth floor without an elevator. So yeah. Wow. Well, very different from what you're capable of doing today, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we'll talk about that in a bit. So, I mean, congrats to you for sticking it through those hard times and just. I mean, you always had that thriver mentality. It sounds like even before you came into the program. You knew yes, you were gonna get better. I, I think so too. I mean, like I had half of this, I guess, because since I got sick, I just thought I need to do something to get out of this. And there were two things I I took with me the first day I got sick was like the first thing was like having a fixed routine, and the second one was uh, writing a good book. I just have a book where I write all the good things in my life because the bad things, they are coming for sure. And the good things I can mm -hmm. just write down and rely on them. So it's like a gratitude journal. Yeah. Kinda. Something like that. That's awesome. Cool. So, you know, let's fast forward to, you know, when you're already getting a little bit better, gaining some traction, getting your life back. You came across my YouTube channel and, you know, we chatted and then you end up joining the Recovery Jumpstart program. What made you want to join the Recovery Jumpstart program? Actually, I really, I was seeking for a community of a community that has the same, that I can speak to, um, that we can work through this together, that I don't have to be alone anymore in this process. Um, that's the thing why I really wanted to join this program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what made you want to join this versus, you know, a lot of other programs out there? Uh, was it that our community just seemed a lot more in tune with what we were looking for? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I was like going through your YouTube channel and your Insta story. And I just thought that that's, that must be the right thing. You know, it's so clear. It's so well, it's so good to understand. It's easy to understand. And that's what I um, saw in these YouTube channels. And I also, I got better um, when I was watching your YouTube channels. So that's the point where I thought, this is the answer. You know, it was like someone is reading my mind. It's before that, it was every time when I'm talking about my story, everybody was staring at me like, what are you talking about? And I did not even have to say anything, you know, there was just a connection. There was just, I felt like someone in this world has the clue and understand what is going on. And that's where I thought, this is the right thing. This is the answer. This is the way to go.
I did not mm. think twice. Yeah, yeah. And I was the same with my doctor because he had so much confidence and, and conviction. You know, he told me, Miguel, you're going to get better. We have the solution for this. It's actually not that complex of a problem to fix. And I was like, really? That's the first time anybody ever told me that. Everybody else just looks at me like I'm crazy. So it was really nice to hear that. And, you know, I'm glad that clicked for you as well. So yeah, let's, let's talk. It about gave me a lot of relief. Relief. Yeah, relief. A lot of relief. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some of your wins. Cause you had, you've had some amazing wins recently. Um, and then it, it's great to have that communication with the coaches. Cause a lot of times you're asking us, Hey, I want to go do this thing. Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's okay based on where, based on where I'm at? And, um, you know, to go from bedridden for three months, unable to walk outside to doing what you're doing now is amazing. And it's all happened within just the last, you know, year or so. So what was your biggest win so far in the last few months? I mean, there's so many, but mm. let's start with the biggest one that comes to mind. Is it the dance festival? Is it the dancing? The, you know, what is it? Mm. The biggest win um, for me was actually um, to manifest that I can trust myself, you know, and only myself, that I can trust my body, and uh, I can read my body, and this is this is the biggest win for me. Yeah, that I'm just mm -hmm. getting more yeah. secure. Yeah, and uh, tell us about your trip to Vienna. Um, yeah, I went to Vienna. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of hard um, because uh, uh, one day before I went to Vienna, I was a little scared, you know, thinking a lot. How would it be? You have to, you have to know that um, I used to study and live in Vienna for about five to six years. And I have a lot of friends there and I could not go there, obviously, because of CFS. And yeah, it was a big dream of me getting there again, being able to walk around the city. And yeah, the day before I get kind of anxious, you know, and I started thinking, what if something is happening? What if it's too long? What if I cannot make it? And I really fight it with my mind. It was, it was a really hard fight because the brain always wants to be where it is it does not like to try out new things and I haven't been to Vienna for like about two years so yeah and then the next day I was like well there's no perfect time to go so I will just go now and I just had a blast <laughs> mm -hmm. I went dancing mm -hmm. for two, two and a half hours there and I walked uh, 14,000 steps and then I went dancing again to a techno open air. And after this, I think after this, I went home. Yeah, I was there about oh, yeah. eight hours. It was a full, that was all in hours. one day, right? That's yeah, it one was day. one day. Yeah, I, I just, I just enjoyed it. <laughs> and then I didn't, I didn't even get a real setback. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. If anything, it like unlocked a new level of health for you because it's like just doing normal things again. You had that happiness and you know, yeah. that it, it reawakened 
old neural pathways in your brain of what it's like to be normal. Mm -hmm. So it, that was super cool to see. And I know everybody in the winds channel were super stoked to see that very excited. And tell me more about the dancing because you love dancing, right? Mm -hmm. I remember that's one of the things you mentioned on our, our application call. You just yeah. want to dance, not yeah. have to worry about symptoms and you're doing lots of dancing now, handstands, all that stuff. So what's it like yeah. being able to do all that again? It just makes me so happy because dancing was the North star in my darkest days. It just was always there for me in my mind and being able to do this again, not only thinking about it, but just really doing it, just really going dancing, meeting the other friends is just unbelievable. And uh, it gives me so much joy. I, I started dancing just for half an hour. I mean, I started with going to the place where the dance social is for half an hour and just got back. I did this for like one month and then I started dancing my first dance there, getting an mm -hmm. uh, adrenaline rush, getting back again. But it, it's just uh, amazing. It's just, uh, you cannot describe it in words. It's just amazing because uh, dancing followed me through this whole journey. And I always imagined uh, in my head, like being able to dance again. It was just my dream. And then uh, being able physically to do it, it's just, um, it's just amazing. It gives you poor happiness. It's, it's just a lot of gratitude that you just, hold on to those things that you committed to this journey and that you did not give up mm -hmm. and yeah it gives me so much back and i i just knew why i'm doing this for and yeah i love that i love that mm -hmm. and um and one more thing because i know a big win for you is just the social aspect of things going out with new friends and meeting new friends having mm -hmm. that social life because that's something that we're kind of robbed of when we get sick i remember yeah. i was seeing all my friends have fun and i felt like the whole world was leaving me behind so what is it like now um being able to do all those things because i know it means a lot to you to be able to do that um yeah, I mean, when I got sick, it was like really hard for me because I hold on to so long for the wrong people. And when I got so worse, I was forced to let all the things go if I wanted to or not. And it was some kind of really good for me because I could reorient myself and be more myself and just find uh, new friends that fit more to me and it's better than ever before and you know when people are coming to you and tell you they like to hang around with you it's just a nice feeling and and getting these things back and getting those things better back is mm -hmm. also really nice and it it's true the comeback is always better than a setback and sometimes when you really have to reorientate yourself yeah when you go from like functional you have your life and then and then you go backwards to like zero and have to build yourself back up again you know yeah you yeah bounce back even higher 
than where you yeah, were before. Yeah, I bounced back higher. When there is no point, when there is a point of no return, it's just amazing when you see that people are calling you again and invite you again and um, being happy that you're friends. And it's just nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And so let's talk a bit more about the program because you've been doing really well with it. We love working with you. The coaches love you. Um, you know, they say, they always say you're doing awesome in our internal meetings. Um, what would you say your top three favorite things were about recovery jumpstart? You mentioned one is the community, right? What are the other one or two things that stand out that was really um, helpful with this program? Uh, the first is um, the community that's right. The second one is the structure, um, how this program is built up. And the third one, of course, are the coaches and the things you learn in this program. You really learn things for life. And it's really clear to understand and it's just a path, you know, um, you're, you're going with this program. It's just, this is, um, these are the three things mm -hmm. that, um, I think are most important. Yeah. And when you say structure, um, what do you mean by structure? Is it like having those personalized plans in place? Um, yeah. Um, but not only the personalized plans, I think it's more this, um, secondary, the primary thing is because it fits to every situation and to everyone who has CVS is the structure, how you start working to fix this program. You start internally and then you start doing physical exercise. And I think this is really good because when you're trying to recover alone, you're missing the internal changes out. You're missing mm -hmm. them. And the program okay. covers this. Yeah. And that's what most people miss. They just focus on how much can they walk, how much can they do physically, but it there's a lot of there's a whole mental side to all of this. And I want to ask you, you know, how impactful was it being on calls with other people in a similar situation as you? Um it was good for me because I saw like kind of every story is really different, but we all like kind of going through the same journey and we're just collecting things that work for everybody. And I think that was really helpful. And I learned a lot in those calls because of mm -hmm. that. Yeah, there are plenty of germans and europeans in in your group as well yeah. lots and lots of europeans you know and you make some new friends there too and friends who understand this in a way that most people don't understand so mm. i think that's another huge thing too you feel understood you feel heard um mm. and you're not just being gaslit by doctors or mm. people right that's true, so yeah. what would you say i mean there's so many things that are different now than before you joined, but what would you say is the biggest difference versus now and six months ago? I think the biggest progress I made is that uh, the belief that I believe that I can recover, that I believe that I'm in the on the right track, and that you can actually recover. 
you know that this is mm-hmm. realistic this is not a joke this is not a dream this is true you can recover from this illness mm-hmm. and that belief what did that translate to like what were you doing physically before let's say six months ago and what are you able to do now that you couldn't I was just laying in bed and I could not even listen to a podcast for five minutes. It was too much. I could not listen to music. Um, It was way too much. I could not cook. Um, I could not go to the grocery store. I literally laid in bed. Just stared at a wall, stared at the ceiling all day. Let time go by. Wow. That's amazing and now you can dance for hours and go out you can even you know drink alcohol right and go to a dance festival so it's like a totally different Annette and it's so inspiring you know yeah I could not even believe it myself (laughs) yeah I know you're probably like wow like when I put it that way it's pretty crazy because we forget sometimes right it almost just feels like a bad dream yeah even me when I think about it I'm like did that really happen? Like, how am I here right now? Yeah. And I, there's pictures and it did happen. It's know. crazy because today, I, it, it's the first time since, uh, that I drove the car. And I just drove there 20 minutes and was listening to music and the window rolled down, you know, the arm outside. I just drove with my dog to the, to the forest and we went outside and then I was... Um, calling um, um, the police because they gave me like <laughs> a fee because I parked uh, not properly and I was like argumenting with those a little bit but I was still happy you know going home making this interview and now I sit here I'm like yeah six months before I was just laying in bed now I'm here it's wow. not a dream it's not yeah a it's dream. not a dream It it is you know, it happened, you put your mind to it, you saw it and you just follow the steps. So if you can get that much better in six months, imagine what can happen in another six months. Yeah. We'll be doing backflips and <laughs> running marathons. You know? <laughs> I hope so. so. Yeah. It will be like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we'll do another interview when you're doing all of that stuff. Cause you'll yeah. be even better, even more inspiring, you know, what would you say to someone who's sitting on the fence, um, who's kind of afraid to join, like, you know, they, they want to do something like this, but they're not sure if it's going to work for them. It's almost too good to be true. What would Mm -hmm. you say to them? What kind of words of encouragement or inspiration can you say to people um, who kind of need Um, that? Yeah. I mean, I know it's hard to trust other people when you're in this situation by yourself. I can tell for sure that you can trust this program. And if you trust this program, you can believe in yourself. You can do this, but you need to, this first step is you have to trust this program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, you can and, definitely do that. Yeah. And any, any words of inspiration for someone who is bedridden right now and they're watching this and they're like, wow, Annette is like superwoman. You know, mm. how did she do that? How, how will I ever be able to do that? Um, and they're just in a dark hole and they're having mm-hmm. trouble even believing that recovery is possible. What kind of words of inspiration would you want to tell mm-hmm. them? Try to make small steps and uh, live in the moment. Don't think of the past. Don't think of the future. 
just focus on recovery in small steps and don't be too hard on yourself. Just yeah, give that's it some huge. time. Yeah, that is huge because when we're bedridden or couch bound or just at home, we have a lot of time to think, too much time to think actually. And we regret the past mm -hmm. and we're worried about the future. Will I be better by this year or by summer? And uh, we can definitely get in our heads. So staying in the mm -hmm. moment is huge. You know, do you mm -hmm. find that's one of the biggest things that's helped you in your journey? Yes, it helped me. And also the program helped me to not think about everything so much. That was also a big win for me where I uh, realized I am actually really getting better because I trusted this program and all those thoughts about recovery, I just put into this program and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. And I had much more time to focus really on recovery instead of just thinking of recovery. Mm, I love that. I love that. Because before it's just you're doing a lot of calculations in your head, trying to figure yeah. out all on your own. But now we yeah. have our chat where you could just come to the coaches and, and get our input. And it yeah. just makes it so yeah. much easier yeah. to follow. Because the program already has the path. They already tell you what you should do so you really don't need to think about anything anymore that's what i did i as soon as i joined the program i just asked adrian hey um what should i do and she's like texting me you should do this the thing is i fully trusted her and i just made the things she told me and that's it mm -hmm. Yeah, you followed the process, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. You followed the process and you believed and, you know, you really followed through on the plan. You know, you mm -hmm. kept chipping away at it. And for some people, it happens quick. Some people, it takes a bit longer to have those mind shifts. But at the end of the day, you will have these mind shifts at some point. And it's, it's amazing mm -hmm. to see you have all of those, mm -hmm. you know. So my last question is, so far, would you say it's been a good investment into the program? Of course, <laughs> of course, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do they call? It? What do they call those questions? It's rhetorical question. Of course, it's a great investment, right? Yeah. Um, and is there anything else you would like to share with people? There is definitely another side of the coin. You should believe that because there is. I am there. Just commit. Just don't give up. Hang in there. Just got to hang in there. No matter how dark things seem, you know, there things, is another side yeah. to the coin. And things are getting really dark. But, you know, you're already in the dark all the time. So there is a way you can get better. And you don't need to be afraid of the dark times because you're already in there. It's, it's just you can get better. It's getting mm -hmm. brighter and brighter. Exactly. And when you are at, you feel like you're at rock bottom, there's only up from there. And the more intense that journey, the deeper you are in the trenches, the darker it is. Well, the brighter things will seem when things brighten up again and you have a new mm -hmm. appreciation for life, a new gratitude, just like I'm sure you have, you know, doing yeah. all this stuff that you used to do. Well, now it feels so much better doing it because you can appreciate it um, mm -hmm. every single small thing when because you've been deprived of it before you, yes. you know you appreciate it more right yeah so that's awesome but i really appreciate your time annette i hope you guys 
got some inspiration out of this. I mean, this is amazing. Annette was bedridden six months ago in her room, you know, staring at a wall, couldn't even go out, could barely move around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's been on a couple trips recently and being able to dance for hours. She's really got her life back. And it's just so inspiring, shows you what's possible. And this is just the start, Annette. This is the exciting part. You're just starting to get your life back and it gets better and better and better. And this is one of the most exciting parts of recovery when you start to do all of these things again. So I'm so excited for you and just keep it up. Keep Thanks. on thriving. Well, know? Of course. And yeah. If you guys enjoyed this video or got some value out of it, comment down below your favorite part. Is there something that you resonated with Annette's story and make sure to leave a comment, hit that like button, and always remember that you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living a life with thriving health. We'll see you in the next video.